every ounce of training you put in leading up to this fight will be a waste of your life. Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to The Knockout. This is Leicester's number one MMA podcast and the only part of Joe Rogan people actually like. Now it's been a while, I think the last episode was uh, 13th of Jan, so it's been uh, like a couple weeks now. <laughs> uh, but we're back, hopefully. Um, it's been really busy with uni stuff, so I haven't really had a chance to do anything like this. But first, before we get into this, so we've got some MMA, MMA, we've got some MMA news to discuss. So first thing, uh, of course, uh, it's probably the biggest story right now is uh, Francis Ngannou, uh, the heavyweight champion of the world, has officially left the UFC. Um, where he goes next, we don't really know. Um, there's talk of him going to fight Tyson Fury in boxing or in a cage itself. He could kind of go anywhere he wants, I think. You know, um, obviously Dana White does not seem pleased, um, and you know released a press conference where basically he kind of just. I took a number of shots at Ngannou, calling him scared to fight Jones, saying he wanted easy fights, saying it's all about money, um, which you know is Dane's style. Um, it's not surprising. Dane's been doing it for years. Um, of course, Francis responded, basically explaining his points of that. It was about fighter safety, fighter pay, you know, about freedom, uh, and that he wasn't scared at all. And you know, it was fair play. Um, I think Francis is at a point now where you know, he's fought out his contract. He was out of contract. Um, he doesn't owe anything to the UFC right now. Um, he doesn't owe anything to Dana. And he's just going to kind of go and make all that money. And maybe he'll come back in a couple of years when that money dries up or UFC won him back and decide to be more favourable. But I think for now, it's it's sad to see him go. You know, it always sucks when we lose a, a big name fire from the company. But, you know, it's, I mean, it is what it is. Um... You know, hopefully he gets some exciting fights outside of the UFC, but we'll see. Um, what else is there? So, oh, um, of course, UFC is coming to London in March, and uh, that con's been released, as well as uh, some other bits throughout the next coming months, of course, with Ngar leaving, the heavyweight title is now vacant. And of course, John Jones has has received his new opponent in Cyril Garn, which I think is a very exciting fight, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. So we're looking at some decent stuff. Um, what else is there? Conor McGregor's been in the news, as always, doing bits. He allegedly had an altercation with a woman on a yacht. He also got hit by a car while on his bike. He's also potentially coming back to the, to coach on the Ultimate Fighter. He's also potentially coming back to fight. Who knows what that guy's doing? He's always he's always about. Um, apart from that, I think that's the general news. Yeah, I think for the most part that's where we're at. So <clears throat> let's get into today's topic. Now, with today's topic, uh, it's going to be fights that we'd like, to, or at least fights that I'd like to see in the upcoming year. Of course, it's nearing the end of January, so most of the fights for the first half of the year have kind of been announced. So talk a little bit about them, and then we can go into some fights that I'd like to see in the rest of the year. Um, so we're going to start off with the newest card. Um, obviously 283 was, I believe, last weekend. 
Um, it was very great. Glover, Glover, Tessera, Glover, Tessera, Glover retired. There you go. Um, Morano won the belt at flyweight, which was fucking great. Love that guy. Um, Brazil proved to still be the worst crowd in mixed martial arts. Um, and yeah. So the next upcoming card, uh, main card I should say, not a fight night, but the main numbered card is February 12th, which is the uh, card in Perth, which is 284, I believe. Uh, of course, headlined by Islam vs. Uh, Volkanovski, to uh, potentially see Volkanovski become double champ, or to see Islam prove that he is as good, if not better, than Habib. Um, you know, we've got some, some of the undercard that fights been released, which I can go through in a minute. Of course, prior to the uh, UFC 284, there is, of course, the UFC Finite with uh, Derek Lewis returning. I'm very excited for that. I do love Derek, as he is my guy, hoping for him to win. But, in terms of numbered card, we're looking at, of course, the co-main is uh, Yai Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. Of course, we've also got a couple of the fights. Let's have a look. Um, Parker Porter's fighting. Cool. Um, but it, you know, besides the Islam Volkanovski card, it's you know it, it look it's looking decent. It's got a decent co-main, couple of decent fights lower on the card. But for you know, in the prelims, we've got uh, uh, I uh, I forgot Robert Whitaker Costa got cancelled. That would have sucked. That would have been fucking great actually. Um, that's his fighting. That's yeah. That's your main, your main fights, but it's, it's decent. I mean, I think the fact that Volk and Islam are on there alone is what makes a lot of people want to watch the, the card. I mean, obviously, that was, was probably one of my most anticipated fights of the year, so good that's happening. Uh, next up is uh, Vera vs. Sandhagen. I can't say names today. So it's the UFC Fight Night. Of course, we've got that, and we've got uh, Aaron Blank Blankfield and Talia Santos fighting as well. Serenity some letter cards, you should find that again. 285, which is the return of John Jones. This is Cyril Garn. It's looking to be a pretty decent card. Got Valentina Savjenko returning to defend her belt, which is fucking exciting, and I cannot wait. Of course, Jones returning is insane. Got uh, uh, Shavkat Rachmanov is coming to fight, and that's that guy's fucking incredible. That guy is, is a genuine threat, and I'll talk about him a little bit later, because I know who I want him to fight by the end of the year. And it's going to be good, and that guy's going to have a belt in a couple of years, minimum. Derek Brunson's obviously as well, as well fighting on that card. Cody Garbrandt's fighting on that card. 285's looking to be a pretty, pretty exciting card. Moving on from that, of course, we then have, you know, another fight night. 286, which is the one returning to London, which is the, the card that I think, personally, I'm excited for most. Um, just because of the fact, you know, we're getting back in London. Uh, so of course that's headed by Edwards Usman three, which I'm excited for. It's you know the Rocky moment. Uh, we've got Gaethje Fiziev as the co-main, which is fucking great. Fiziev finally getting his his shot. Um, the kind of the top five. Gaethje always been you know he's always down for a fight. He's always up for it. Gunnar Nelson coming back. Uh, Martin Vittori, Jack Shaw, the Welshman of the UFC is fighting, which I'm excited for too. Hope that guy wins. Love it. Uh, who else is fighting on that card? Joanne Woods in the prelims. Julian Miller's on the prelims. Jake Hadley. Okay. So keep going again. 
we're slowly getting there, you know. So 287 is about as far as I think we are right now. So 287, the last sort of confirmed card of this year. Um, obviously headlined by Pereira Adesanya 2, or technically Pereira Adesanya 4, which, you know, I, I'm deeply excited for. We know Pereira is ridiculously strong, and obviously Izzy's fucking brilliant. But, you know, it's whether Izzy can overcome Pereira, and if he can finally... Um, he can finally get that win, you know, he can finally prove prove he has at least one over him. Continuing on down that card, of course, the co-main is Kilp, uh, Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal, which, look, quite frankly, I don't think Jorge actually deserves that fight. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not a Masvidal hater, I just, I don't know, Masvidal's kind of been, you know, Masvidal's given fights like Burns, which he doesn't deserve, and he's very outmatched in, of course, Burns is going to crush him. And hopefully Burns gets a Colby match after that, which it should have realistically been the Colby match there. But we'll let it slide. And then we've got Kevin Holland coming back. Paul Rose's junior, the youngest UFC fighter. Uh, of course, fighting a, uh, a weirdly fourth down the car, which is pretty cool, right? Uh, and that's, yeah, that's about where we are at the moment. So that covers where we're up to right now. The kind of fights that are in the first half of the year up until about April. I say first half, first quarter. And so going off that, we're going to talk about some fights I'd like to see going forward, especially out of the results of these fights. So, biggest one, Connor coming back. You know, Connor's been teasing his return since he got his leg broken. I think this year might actually be able to get him back. And so, you know, it's who's he going to fight when he comes back? Um, I think realistically he's probably going to come back at 155. But judging by the size of him and how long it takes for him to get those special ingredients out of his body, he could be coming back at 170. I think he's talked about coming to welterweight. I think either way, we've got some fights, you know, on both classes. I think if he comes back to lightweight, I think the obvious money fight is Chandler. Chandler is exciting. He has not put. He's never put. A, he's never put on a fight that was boring. He's he just goes for it. He's he's a kill or be killed kind of fight. I think that's really perfect for a Connor fight. I really want him to come back to as well. And Chandler deserves that paycheck, quite frankly. Um, so lightweight, it's obviously Chandler. Um, I don't think he should be anywhere near Poirier because Poirier will just smash him again. So I think Chandler's the way to go. Um, and then obviously if he beats Chandler, then potentially we can have him fight Gaethje, and we can go from there. Uh, in terms of coming to welterweight, I think Jorge Masvidal's the one. Um, as much as I talk shit about Jorge, I think Jorge is—he's—he's he's kind of—he's got the trash talk to go with McGregor. And they're both strikers. I think it'd be an entertaining fight. I think Jorge would finally be in a fight that he maybe has a shot in. I know he fights a lot of wrestlers at the moment, so he's obviously quite outmatched on the ground. But Connor's not particularly a wrestler. Uh, Connor is a, a, a bread and butter striker. Um, so I think it's a case of, yeah, that'd be a fun fight. And obviously, if he beats Jorge, we could then see him move up. Um, I don't know who he'd fight a while away. Really, they don't fucking crush him. But I think it'd be interesting to see Connor see where he goes next. Maybe he fights, you know. Like a fucking Colby or whatever. I mean, Colby, uh, yeah. Colby would kill him, obviously. But, you know, we'll see where he goes. I think that's that's what we're saying. I think he's probably going to come to lightweight. That's where the fights are for Connor right now. The multiple fights, at least. Um, what a weight. Maybe he could beat Jorge, but then it's a case of who else is he going to beat. Um, moving on along, Hamza Chemaev. Another kind of big question mark at the moment this year. Obviously, the guy's been turning down fights. Um, Asking for weird stuff, he wants to go to middleweight and fight Pereira for the belt, he wants to go everywhere. I think for him there's a couple really clear fights that I think he either doesn't want to take, or he maybe doesn't think 
they deserve him yet. So obviously the one that I think of initially, obviously you know, there's the big one that I'm going to get to, but I think Bilal Muhammad, is coached by Habib, um, or at least by Habib's team, that would be very exciting, you know. I think Bilal is looking for a kind of a, a bigger fight, um, and Hamza would be a really good test. I think both guys are kind of quite well matched stylistically. I think it'd be interesting to see those guys go for it, and you know maybe the winner could fight Colby, um, or the winner could fight Burns. Oh, Burns again, I guess. But I guess the winner would want to fight Colby, and then we go from there. Another option, obviously, uh, uh, Shav, I forgot his name, I can't pronounce his name, give me a second. Apologies, I was just double checking, didn't pronounce the name wrong. Uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, of course, guy's fucking insane, undefeated, I believe, as well. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to see him fight Hamza, maybe maybe not immediately because, you know, he's a lot lower on the, in the uh, rankings, but, you know, maybe if he, maybe he fights Bilal first and the winner of that then gets Hamza and then on to Colby. Um, Obviously, the big fight we're looking at besides um, besides Bilal and and, and um, Shavkat, which I think really Bilal and Shavkat should fight first. Um, that'd be a fucking brilliant fight. Hamza Colby, that's the the one I think. I think Colby wants that. Whether you admit or not, I think Colby does want that fight. I think Hamza would lead that fight. You know, Colby's a legit guy, and I think off the back of beating Colby, he could potentially get himself a title shot. Um, and yeah, also I think that fight would be fucking insane. Colby is a dog in there. And, you know, we see with Hamza went with how Hamza and Burns went. We're looking at another bomb burn like that with Colby. Um, speaking of Colby as well, the Burns fight's potentially there. Burns, of course, calling Colby out. You know, what in a fight. And until that picture came up, uh, potentially having them on the Ultimate Fighter role as a fight, I'm not quite sure what that was. But, you know, we could potentially see them fight at some point down the road. That would be nice. Um, of course, Colby also wants the Dustin Poirier fight. You know, Poirier's little lightest for it to come up, but Poirier would be quite fun to watch Poirier Colby fight. Just since I don't think Poirier's going to get another shot at the belt, so Poirier's probably more going to want to look for like feud fights that he can kind of get a little bit of money out of before he starts to kind of decline. Which I'm not saying he will. It was a clear Poirier is fucking impeccable right now. I'm just saying, you know, he's not. It's going to take a lot for him to get back in the title picture, really. And he doesn't want to become, at least I don't want to become the guy that like new people fight to earn their spot in the top ten um, or the top five. And I think it'd be, the Colby fight makes sense. I think that that's the end. It's, it's kind of like it's a more competitive version of the Jorge Covington fight. That's that's how I see it, at least. Um, see my other fights. So yeah, you know, looking forward um, beyond that. I'm trying to think what other fights are. Um, I think if uh, Pereira does beat Izzy the second time and, and, and ends that rivalry, I do think that Robert Whitaker would be next in line, who I think would expose a lot of Pereira's weaknesses, obviously being his wrestling and his ground game, um, being an elite-level kickboxer who just doesn't really practice anything else. Um, I think John Jones, um, past Cyril Gaunt, is going to wipe out the heavyweight division. I don't really see anyone, maybe Stipe, ever standing a chance, he's going to mash through all of them, and I think that leads to the Ngannou fight, which I do believe will eventually happen, um, you know, I don't think it's a, I think it's an inevitability, I think it'll come in, maybe it might take a few years, but I think it'll be a time where Jones will have obliterated everyone at heavyweight, and the UFC will be like, fuck, we need, like, we need a big fight for Jones, we don't have much left, and Ngannou will be like, well, I you know, the money for these, you know, big crossover fights start to drain a little bit, and I'm waning, I need I need a I need a career boost. 
and then I'll come to the agreement and it'll be like, oh, yeah, we can do that, we can do that, and then, bam, Jones and Garnier. Now, if you look further than that from um, those two fights, who then lead to, you know, either in Garnier beating Jones or Jones being in Garnier, and then we'll get at least a couple of fights out of that. Um, I think further on then, oh, yes, uh, Sean O'Malley, so for some reason forgot to mention, uh, you know, obviously with O'Malley having his controversial win over Peter, Peter Yarn, um, as well as Angermaine Sterling also being Yarn, I think that you know, we're looking at a pretty good upcoming set of things in, in Bantam Way. Of course, we've got Sterling potentially fighting Henry Cejudo, which is going to be really fun. I think we're probably going to get a O'Malley Vera. Um, rematch, of course, very the person who's technically beaten Sean. Um, I think that is, that's where it stands. So we get a Vera O'Malley 2. Um, we'll get Jim Sterling, Cejudo. I think we'll probably get Yan fighting someone. Potentially a Yan O'Malley 2, potentially not. We'll kind of see. I think a winner of Vera O'Malley gets a shot at the belt. Will that be Sterling keeps it off Cejudo or Cejudo takes it? Um, and I assume Yan will kind of get throw into that mix somehow and yeah I think I think that's, that's what we're looking at Bantam White of course Valentina Savchenko just going to keep her belt forever no no problem at all for that um, oh Weili Zhang also just going to keep the belt the women's division it's just the champions are so fucking good that there's not really going to be much of that. I think when Rose comes back we've seen Rose and uh, Weili go at it again although I worry that Weili might lose the belt although I think that she's, she's probably come better this time and she could potentially take Rose We'll see. If Carlos Barza can do it, I'm sure Wei Lee can. Um, I'm thinking what other fights there are that we can, uh, I can think of that I want to see. This is a far less organised list than like last time, which is kind of me throwing out random ideas. So this episode should hopefully be a little bit shorter um, <laughs> for everyone listening at home. Um, I think that's about it for me, really, that I can think of right now. Um, yeah. There you go. So that's just a, a few. Uh, it's kind of a just a brief little preview of the 2023 in MMA. Some big fights that I'd like to see, some little fights I'd like to see. Um, some fights that are coming up before April. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's sort of a much shorter this time. Um, hopefully it means I can get a few more episodes out for you guys. But that brings us to the end of this surprisingly short episode. Uh-huh. But yeah. um, so, thank you all for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a hopeful rest of your week. Um, and yeah, I'll, uh, I'll catch you guys around. And uh, hope you enjoy. Every ounce of training you put in leading up to this fight will be a waste of your life.